what the hell is up and welcome back to another episode of the angels podcast are we the angels podcast or the angels in sin city are we both we're both okay cool. we're multifaceted women we can be both at the same time we can be angels anywhere yeah like dubai like dubai which is on the list so see you soon dubai watch us get a listener in dubai we love you but also you're probably rich so can we stay with you when we come <laughs> Okay, guys, so today, you know, I've been in a little bit of a rut, so we decided to talk about, you know, that quarter-life crisis when you're almost 30 and you're not doing shit with your life. I mean, we're doing shit with our lives, but, like, I don't know, not what we thought we would be doing, I think. Oh, my God, so I sent Kiana this TikTok today, (laughs) and it was, like... When your friends are, like, getting married, buying houses, having babies, you know, the stuff you see on the gram and you're transferring money. (laughs) And then there's you at 3.30 in the morning on a Saturday transferring money from your savings to your checking. Literally. That's where we're at in life. That's that's how it'd be sometimes. You know, it's just a very humbling situation. We love a humble queen. And that's what we are. Um, actually, matter of fact, we're going to actually start this off with what the fuck I did last night. Um, crucial to being almost 30. I was out until 6.45 a.m. to be exact. Is that when you got home? Yes. Oh. Legit got home, sent a text to my friend. To let her know I made it home at 6.45 in the morning. I am dead right now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to be so quiet. It's okay, we'll just cut it out or leave it. It was funny. Um, <laughs> yes, but I am fucking deceased right now. So um, my birthday's in May. So I made a deal with myself that for the entire month of April, I'm not going to drink or go out. Um, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, to get me through that I was like okay well this is my last weekend to fucking go on a bender so I went out on Friday night we had like a decent little night um I was home by what like 1 a.m it was fine Saturday comes along I'm like okay my house is disgusting so I need to clean unpack from all the traveling I've been doing and I'm just gonna cook myself a nice dinner and stay home or so I thought so my friend Hannah you know, she sends me a little DM on the gram and she's like, oh, you should come to Bloom tonight. Mind you, I think this was at like 8 p.m. while I'm eating said dinner that I cooked for myself halfway through cleaning. And I was like, you know what? I deserve to go out again. So I think I'm going to do that. Immediately finish my food, just fucking stop cleaning, of course, and start getting ready. And then shortly after, Marissa texts me and is like, hey, we're going to Area 15. You should come. And I'm like, okay, cool, let's do it since I'm already going to be out. Get ready, go meet Marissa and her family at Area 15, get fucked up. I was like really drunk by the time that we left. Um, <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, no, but it was so much fun. And then at, it's around like midnight. Yeah, I think I left at like 12, 20 or something stupid. So I head over to Bloom and, you know, my friend's there when I get there. I get in, we're at the table, you know, we're drinking more because, you know, free alcohol. And before I know it, it's like 3 a.m. And I was like, oh shit, okay, well, I think like I should probably go home now. But I just kind of like was 
giving myself a second to like sober up a little bit. And then it was fucking randomly 5 a.m. and the place was closing. Bloom closes at 5 a.m.? Yeah. No, I think it was like 4.35. Was it fun? Yeah, I had so much fun. It was, I don't know. I feel like um, Was Vegas, it like an event? Or was it someone's birthday? No. What the heck? Um, I feel like, what was I going to say? Oh, I feel like the thing in Vegas is I find it hard to find places that are still like bougie and like nice, but play hood ass music. That's what I like. <laughs> and I feel like Bloom did that. So it was so much fun. Um, but yeah, it was like closed are closing and even like all the lights were on and we were still like just sitting there vibing I honestly probably closed at like four uh <laughs> so we are walking out and I'm like okay well yep I'm about to go home Hannah fucking grabs my hand she's like get in bitch we're going to Planet Hollywood and I'm like okay again just down for the fucking vibes so we go to Planet Hollywood hang out with her friends from LA there then she's like, oh, my boss is, um, has a table at this, like, one club. Let's go. And I'm like, at 5 o'clock in the morning? It's open in a pandemic? Okay. Uh, so we go. <laughs> and it's like some, it was called like Embassy? Embassy. Yeah, it's like the Latin nightclub. Oh, okay. We were, we did not know it was a Latin nightclub. We didn't know what the fuck it was, to be honest. Uh, so we show up. One, it's like empty, too. Like every single light is on. There's just like a couple of people dancing. Latin as fuck. Like I'm pretty sure when we walked in, there was like mariachi music playing. Um, but you know, we're fun. So we were still vibing. Um, and all of the people that we went there to meet were no longer there. So we were just sitting in this club. We didn't know anyone or how, like, have a table and somehow we just ended up in the dj booth with i guess one of those guys was like an ambassador for her company and so we're just sitting there fucking taking more shots vibing to some fucking aventura or some shit i don't know um and that is that how it ended i don't remember <laughs> oh my god it's not good <laughs> anyways somehow oh no we ended up back at planet hollywood in our friend's hotel the sun's rising so of course to honor our beautiful sun we're smoking a blunt watching the sun rise and i'm literally getting high as fuck like bitch what is wrong with you no i'll you should have done that yeah when's the last time you went on a fender uh, uh i was like 21 when i like literally I've, i haven't stayed out that late like since i moved to vegas um but yeah the whole time I was just like bitch you know that little voice in your head it's like you should be responsible and then oh little devil and angel on each of my shoulders one's like you should be responsible and go home and the other one's like fuck it hot girl summer uh <laughs> defrosting early <laughs> defrosting early literally um yeah so all of that to say I get home lay down try to go to bed I wake up at 9 30 this morning so I got home at 6.45, probably fell asleep at like 7, woke up at 9.30. I am dead. If I was 21, I'd be fucking fine. And I don't want to know what it would be like if I was 30. Um, moral of the story is I hate it here. We're getting old. <laughs> I love that for you. Okay, I think I'm the opposite though. Why? When I was 21, like I got hangovers like up the butt. Oh, really? Yeah. And they've kind of subsided. Yeah. Well, no, I don't get hangovers. Like Are I was just, ex yeah, I don't get hangovers must at all. Be God's favorite. <laughs> yeah. It must be nice. Even when I was like younger, cause I did not know my limits. I would literally over drink to the point where I'd be vomiting it all up, but I would vomit all up. So I'd be fine after I threw up. <laughs> I, and I've never blacked out in my life and I don't get hangovers. I was just like physically exhausted, but I couldn't sleep. 
Oh. And there's no like Adderall or like anything cool for that there's to be no the reason. Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very annoying. Uh, but no, like I was not hungover at all. I was just like, I could sleep for probably the next week, which I might do. <laughs> to be honest. You're like looking at me like one eye is twitching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like spazzing out. And she's She's like, I could probably sleep. <laughs> Malfunctioning. <laughs> Get it together. We have two episodes to record. Literally. Oh my God. God damn it. I pressed content comes when we're literally just being ourselves literally oh fuck okay we started um so one thing we did want to cover on this episode of almost 30 is i guess just our careers where we are right now and just kind of how we got here um mine's a little special case because i went to college for public relations i mentioned this in episode one Um, I went to college for public relations and marketing and I had such a great resume, like legitimately before I graduated college, I probably had three internships under my belt and I didn't even have to look for a job. People came to me like it was, it was nice. So I got my first job through someone who reached out to me. The pay was about, it was a lot more than what I was expecting to get. And it was in technology. So I was juiced about this. I was like, I don't have to look for a job. They want me like, I'm such a hot commodity. What blah, was the blah. pay? I want to know the tea. Oh, sure. So starting off for PR in New York City, <laughs> it's really bad. At the time for like the place I interned at, because you start off as like an assistant. An assistant. So uh-huh. it's like, yeah, the assistant's assistant. My first job offer out of college was like with just internship experience they were paying me like 56 Ooh, okay it was nice and i was still like considered like the bottom of the barrel yeah <laughs> i was the scum the scum of the, bo- the, scum the, of the company <laughs> here we are years later still the scum <laughs> so i was juiced about that um and then luckily my dad was like hey you should save half of every paycheck um so you can like move out and get a new car and all this stuff and so i basically lived like a college student my whole first year because I was living off half of that with like paying rent and bills and gas and everything. Yeah. Which turned out to be great because literally six months into my job, picture this, I am sitting, I don't know if I talked about this already, but you're sitting in San Jose, San Francisco Bay area traffic. So it took me like an hour and a half to get to work. So I'm sitting on my ass for an hour and a half. And then I'm sitting at my job from eight to like sometimes six, seven o'clock sitting there. Um, there's no such thing as overtime pay because it's salary. And then I'd sit another hour and a half to go back home. So I'm sitting on my ass from like, what, 6.30 in the morning until 7.38 at night. And then I'd get home and be like, oh, let me go to the gym. But I'd be too tired. And the days I would go to the gym, I'd get home at like, what, 9 just to wake up and do it all over again. That's ridiculous. And not only that, like the work I was doing was not fulfilling. So <clears throat> a quick idea of what I did do. So I just basically, as a PR professional, you have clients. So I had about four accounts I was on, and I would reach out to reporters. I would write press releases. I would get, like, anytime a new product was coming out, I would pitch them to these people. I'd also be in charge of, like, planning the dinners and all this stuff. So it was just 
a bunch of like email work and like spreadsheets and like typing and like mm, I didn't care about my clients. It's like, gonna sound bad. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. Like you, it was like stuff I couldn't even like um like engineer stuff. So it'd be like cloud computing or like oh yeah like security or um the internet. Of, it was called the Internet of Things. That's it's called IoT. Is the Internet of Things? Like I barely even knew what they were doing. So like most of my time on the weekends was spent attending webinars for engineers to understand what I was pitching these reporters. Oh, God. And so I was like, this sucks. And when you're in PR, when you grow, you make these connections with people in that space. So, like, I could not get out of tech if I stayed in tech. Yeah. So No, that makes sense. I would – let's say I wanted to move out of the Bay Area. There's very limited options for me out of the Bay. I need to go somewhere where there's, like, a big tech hub. And I was like – no, when I grow up, I want to be able to move wherever the fuck I want. When I grow up. When I grow up. When I'm <laughs> when I'm an adult, I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> I want to be I want the freedom to move wherever I want and I yeah. want to care about my work. And then this is when it happened. It, it was an epiphany. <laughs> I hate us. Um basically, I was driving to work, you know, my one and a half hour drive in traffic. Oh, I could never there's two options. You can sit on the highway and stop to traffic the whole time. Mm-hmm. Or you can take the back roads, which still take a long fucking time. Yeah. Because people are also doing the same thing. And there's mm-hmm. stop signs. Street lights. <laughs> stop you know that stop signs. <laughs> me driving to work crying. <laughs> so actually, that was a thing we'd do. Me and these two other girls would carpool sometimes and we would take turns crying. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. And now, aside from the work, like being in the car, if I'm in the car for more than 30 minutes, I'm like, fuck everyone. I'm having a bad day. So you're going to have a bad day too. <laughs> Me every day. Anyway, so I'm at a stoplight and these, um, I'm just like crying over my job. And all of a sudden I see these nurses just walk across the street and they were in their scrubs. Oh, another thing I hated about my job was I had to like presentable to sit in the office, which is like fine, I guess. But literally this office had six people. <laughs> fine, I guess. Why do I have to like put on, like do my hair? do like light makeup and like yeah. look nice business cash like i would roll out of bed every morning and cry a little bit you know <laughs> i looked disgusting when i went to work like you know like buying business wear like, unless you have the money to like make it cute you know what i mean like i just had like the same ugly ass like khaki pants yeah with a stupid shirt that went up to here and like a bow tie and i'd put on a blazer and be like <laughs> anyway oh she sounds cute so i need pictures it's Oh, God. I have a video of me moving. Oh, I, oh, okay. I'll say this at the end. Basically, uh, these nurses walked across the street, and I was like, they look so happy, and they're in scrubs. Uh-huh. I was like, yo, You're that like- shit's lit. Oh, loungewear. Legitimately, that was like one of the things like, they get to wear that every fucking day. They don't have to think about it, because yeah. half the time I'd be late to work, I'm like, I wore these yesterday. Like, fuck. Anyway, <laughs> so I was like, I want, a, I saw this, and I was like, I should become a nurse. Yeah. Also, I want to care about what I'm doing, and I- and so far, like me doing my clinicals, like I really do enjoy helping people. Aww. So I. What a, what a fucking angel. I what a know. saint. Oh, look at me. Basically, <laughs> I, six months in, planned my demise against this company. I told my parents it was a big deal. I'm not going to get into it. I think I talked about it in the first episode. It was like crying and like, I'm so sorry if you guys hate me when I want to go back Girl, to college. Girl, I don't think you said that at all. Oh, fuck. Okay. So <laughs> here's a short little spiel. When I realized I needed to go back to school because my parents had helped me go through college the first time I thought they were gonna like hate me because I wasted like their money and you know what I mean in four years and my dad was helping me get internships and like it was like you know they really wanted to see my success and like six months in I'm like get me the fuck out you know yeah so me and my friend Gladys who actually lives uh, in Vegas now 
we worked together at this company and I was telling her about it and I wanted her there for moral support. So my family came to visit and I took my mom into my bedroom and I was like, I have to tell you something. And then I just started crying like uncontrollably, like I couldn't say it. And I finally was just like, I don't like what I'm doing. I want to do something else. I, I, I need to get out of this space. Like I even if I were to work for like Google or some like a nicer company, like I just didn't think I could see myself sitting on my ass all day. Yeah, It killed me. So I told her. And she was understanding, and I was like, thank God, that's a relief. And she was like, well, what would you want to do? And I was like, I think I want to be a nurse. And she was like, really, like, very intrigued, because she also works in the, in the healthcare field, and every time I'd visit her at a hospital, I'd be like, ew, this place is like, it's the hospital? Like, I don't want to be here. Hospitals scare me. Yeah, it was, it was a scary time going to the hospital the first couple of clinicals. But I told her, and then we finally told my dad and whatever, and they were very supportive. And the, the only thing they said was, like, you need to do this by yourself now. Like, yeah. we helped you the first time. I'm like, that's completely understandable. So I, I finished up my year working there. Oh, another thing my dad said was, like, give it a year. Just give it a year, and if you still hate it, you know. <clears throat> and if you still hate it, you know, do, do your own thing. And so I gave it a year. I was like, yeah, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> Fuck this place. Anyway... Flash forward, um, kept saving my money that whole year. So I had a good amount saved to move to Vegas and start college all over again and all this crap. Um, but here's, here's, here's the little how I got out of there situation. So um, one by one, all the assistants quit, and I was the last one. So I knew they needed me. Yeah. <laughs> and... Gladys was the last one left. She quit. She literally just like packed her things one day and never came back because it was a very toxic place to live. Um, to live. To live. No, it felt like we lived there, <laughs> actually. <laughs> okay, so since me and Gladys were so close in the company, my boss pulls me aside one day and it was after Gladys had quit. And I'm in the conference room, it's just me and her. And this conference room is like built for like 20 people. So it's very intimidating. So I'm just like sitting there like, you've had to kill me. <laughs> um, and she basically starts talking mad shit about her. She's like, Gladys used to wear Uggs to work. And like, da 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 Like literally, like I'm sitting there like, do you want me to con- like, like talk shit with you? I'm not going to. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so my boss looks at me and she's like, do you even want to work here? Not really. Exactly. I, glad that you asked. But Fuck I was like, no. I was like, I need to like finish out. Like I need a couple more dollars yeah. before I get out of here. So I was like, what makes you think that? Like, I don't want to work here. And it was just like, she was attacking me now. And I did nothing. Yeah. I did fucking nothing. And so she goes, okay, at the end of the week. Oh no, she said tomorrow. She goes, no, was it the end of the week? She goes, it, it like this time next week or like uh, two Fridays from now or something. She's like, I need you to decide if you want to work here or not. Because, like, this behavior of people just leaving because the other girl had gotten fired. Mm. This behavior of, like, people, like, leaving and, like, not performing is, like, really not helping us. And we're, like, we need to know, like, how much workload we can take on with you guys. You guys, it was just me. With, like, the company. And we need a steady system. And I'm like, this is perfect. Give me a couple weeks and I'm going to be like, I've decided. (laughs) I'm leaving. Yeah. So I'm like, this couldn't have come at a better fucking time, right? So the two Fridays comes around. And it's time for me to basically tell my boss, you know, the verdict of my decision. And she's supposed to be in the office that day for this meeting. It was a scheduled meeting. 
I give it three hours and she doesn't show up. What the fuck? I know. I'm like, what's happening here? She's also like the CEO. She can do whatever the fuck she wants, but I'm like, okay, well, today's the day I decided I was leaving. Like I had some deliverables that were due at the end of the week that I just wasn't trying to do anymore. I was done. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like, I want to fuck them and I want to, there's like so much more behind the scenes that like you guys don't know, but this place is very fucking toxic very fucking toxic. I mean, even if they were, I'm supportive of people leaving when they feel like they need to leave <laughs> in whatever way. Exactly. Them. So I actually ended up calling her because I'm like, dude, we have a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> this you is, this is my, you know, like the day you quit a job that it was so bad. You're like, I feel so good. Like it, yeah. it's such a, it's like a, I wanted to cuss you out to your face, exactly. but I guess I'll do it over the phone. So I call her and it's how appropriate she's at the airport. She's actually like, Oh, hi, Marissa. Like super cheerful. She's like, hi, Marissa. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm not at the office. I'm actually flying to Vegas for a convention for one of our clients. Super last minute. I'm so sorry. And then she goes off and she starts apologizing to me. And she goes, you know, that talk we had, like, I shouldn't have said those things. Like, I know you're a great asset to our company and I really appreciate your work. And like, she's just like talking me up. And I'm like on the phone, like, this is not what I want. (laughs) This is not what I planned. (laughs) anyway so I'm like on the phone like she's like you know I love like I love this we need we're taking you out to lunch like we're gonna talk about everything and like how to better like blah 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 blah. and I'm like like waiting till she's done (laughs) and finally she shuts up and I'm like thank you so much Heather like oh shit (laughs) whatever who cares like thank you so much Heather for like saying all those things and I'm glad I'm appreciated here but you know I've really thought about things and I um I don't think I'm a good fit for this company Ooh, I love (laughs) and her voice was like "Eh?" and she goes okay well if you ever need like a recommendation like don't be afraid to ask blah 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 and she's like is there anything that you need to do this week like is today your last day and I was like (laughs) lying no, there's nothing else. Like, I think that you guys will be good without me. <laughs> no. <laughs> they were fucked. As they should have been. Because they... Mm. Anyway. So, I, the, I I forgot a really crucial part. This is where I'm going to end this. The night before, because I had planned on quitting. This is why I needed to get out of there that day. The night before, me and my boyfriend at the time, since I had a key to the building, we snuck into the building at midnight. And I have a video of this on my Snapchat. Is it on my Snapchat? I don't remember. We snuck into the building and we cleared out my desk. We literally cleared out everything from that was like of me, like in the office. Because when I wanted to like dip out of there, I wanted to just grab my laptop bag and go. So like I had already cleared everything out, which is why it'd be awkward to like bring it back in. It took like four big bags to like get everything out of there. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, anyway. That's funny. So uh, it had to go according to plan. I was like, I have to quit. And I leave. And then I start moving, like my move. Oh, in the meantime, I got my bottle service job Mm -hmm. to make some money on the side. It was one of my best jobs ever. You made so much money doing absolutely nothing. It was great. (laughs) Then I moved to Vegas. So basically, the moral of the story is I regret nothing. I am so happy I changed my career path. Yeah, it was scary. Yeah, I'm still a poor ass fucking college student at 26. But I know for a fact, had I stayed in PR, I would be fucking miserable. There's like no way. And by the end of the year, I'm going to have a nursing job. So like this all went by so fast and everything happens for a reason because without this decision, 
you would not be hearing us talk right now. Yeah, that is true. We would have never met, but also, like, this it sounds bad. Oh, my God, I might get canceled for the first time. Um, but nothing like a global pandemic to, you know, validate your decision to become a nurse. Literally, you're going to be booked and busy. You're not getting canceled for that. Oh, okay. Everyone's been saying that to me. My whole family is like, wow. So this really, like, solidified that, like... <laughs> They always say, like, you know, get a job that's never going to die. Yeah. And you're like, shut up. Like, I want to I want to be a singer. Like, they're like, Me. no, like, get a, <laughs> get a stable job. And, you know, literally this pandemic's, like, proven, like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to get wasted. <laughs> oh, speaking of wasted tequila, I haven't taken a shot yeah, yet. Yeah, uh, you need to drink a lot of that. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm glad we got your backstory. Um, let's talk about mine. I knew from a very young age that I was going to be within, like, the beauty industry. So, like, I feel like my path was, like, always pretty much carved out for myself. Like, I entertained the idea of going to college for, like, a second. But I was like, that's a waste of money because I know what I want to do and the things that, like, within the beauty industry that I would want to do aside from, like, being behind the chair you don't really need a degree for. So I was like, perp. I graduated uh, high school early, went straight to cosmetology school, got my license, and then went straight into like working, which I don't regret at all because I moved out so young and I feel like I wouldn't have survived if I wasn't able to make money like quick. But now that I'm 24, I'm just like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Like, what the fuck do I want to do now? And especially like being shut down and out of work for so long last year. It was like, damn, like this shit really could be taken from you just like that. And even being behind the chair, like my mom has MS. So I think about all the time, like if something like a disability or like something like that were to happen, I physically wouldn't be able to do hair. So I'm just like, what the fuck do I want to do? Um, and then, yeah. huh? Sorry. No, literally, I was literally just about to say and being reflex. like, <laughs> reflex, only fans. No, but literally being around like, um, you know, like, we have friends who, like, make money on YouTube or, like, online businesses or, like, Kendra with OnlyFans. And it's, like, these people are so young making, like, substantial amounts of money from a fucking laptop. And I'm over here exchanging time for money. Like, I'm so over it. And if you, like, knew me growing up, I'm, I've always been, like, like, I don't like being the center of attention, but I do have a very, like, outgoing personality. I I like to create, I like to be, you know, I'm like funny, like I, I do like that, but sometimes I get like weird putting myself out there, but I'm really just like, I deserve to be fucking internet rich, period. And that's what I'm fucking going after right now. Passive income. Literally. But yeah, so I mean, I've done, like I've, like we said, we both had uh, YouTube channels before, um, but I'm like really serious this time. I'm like, I'm making money online. I don't fucking care what it's for. And I'm on, making money online. And on that note, if you want to donate to our podcast, please. There's a link on our Anchor um, website. So, like I said earlier, the offer still stands. <laughs> I will show you my left titty for $3,000. And Kiana will go on a date and maybe fuck you with maybe. a bag on your head. If you're hot. Or 10, oh, if you're hot. <laughs> if you're hot. <laughs> for $10,000. We want a $13,000 stipend <laughs> right now. But I will say, like, from doing hair, so I actually, uh, while I was still in cosmetology school, I made, like, a hair Instagram, and I was able to, like, graduate with, like, clientele just from social media, and so through doing hair, I feel like that's kind of where my passion for, like, you know, like, marketing and, like, content creation has come from, because I see what 
like the power that it has like literal you know it's more than just like likes engagement like the shit equals money if you like know how to do it right so now I'm I'm figuring it out and then there's me with my PR degree who that's what I'm supposed to be no literally oh god our two brain cells let's combine them and make some money on the internet I mean we're trying and hence here's like our podcast um but yeah so basically like we just wanted to talk about this because I feel like when people don't talk about it enough or like a lot of people like will either come from money and they like aren't really like too stressed about paying for school or like paying bills or fucking anything (laughs) but when you're like literally doing this shit on your own it's like I don't have time to fuck up and like any move could be a wrong move so it's like you're trying to move like very calculated but you know Safe money don't make money. So we just wanted to fucking let you guys know that I'm having a mental breakdown. This is my quarter life crisis. Welcome. <laughs> and please stay for the rest of it. Yeah, please stay the, for the rest. We're going to be better. <laughs> we're going to do better. We're going to. We're only going to grow. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, like with life, like life is hard. I mean, I feel like people told you or tell you that when you're like a kid. It's not fun when you, like, pay bills. You're going to wish that you were little. And I was like, whatever. But now I'm like, God, can I please be, like, 10 again? <laughs> oh, I want to be, like, I want to be, like, 17. Because, like. My- well, I moved out at 16. So. Oh. I was paying bills at 17. I was not paying bills until I was 19. And that was, like, very baby bills, like a car payment. Oh. I think I was 20 <laughs> when I started paying, like, rent and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm over that shit. And I feel like, too, like. I don't know. I feel like that's why people, I like get so many like weird looks or I don't know. I feel like people are judgmental when I say that, like I want a guy who is rich or can like financially provide. And it's like, it doesn't come from a place of like, oh, I grew up entitled and like a spoiled brat. I'm like, no, I've been doing this shit on my own for long enough. Like I need you to have like my same level of ambition. Um, and I want you to want to be rich too. Like period. That's actually really, that hits home for me but like in a different way so yeah Kiana's very like I want a guy you heard in the episodes with a yacht you know a million yeah. a million yachts a trillionaire da, 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 da. but that's because she grew up like I guess like you know always being like, very independent you know yeah Moved and out. my mom was a single mom she was very independent like yeah. she, I got my work ethic from her but I also saw her fucking struggle trying to raise a kid on her own and it's like first of all I'm not ever carrying anyone's baby who's broke sorry not sorry I'm like I'm not struggling for shit but that's true so like that's what you didn't have so now you want it now yeah and then she's always like we have very different mindsets where like I will take and in the next episode you will hear about this hint um I'm such a fixer so like yes I grew up without any financial worries I had other things going on but like nothing where I just stress about you know where like like I couldn't pay for this I couldn't pay for that I wasn't spoiled by any means, but I was in a safe environment yeah, where like, needs were met. I didn't have to worry about that. I didn't move out ex- at 16. You know, my parents kept me throughout college, even living there to save money on my end. So I didn't take out, I didn't, I, so I didn't have to take out any loans. So she's always like, but baffled when I'm like, oh, I offered to pay. I did this, but it's like, I'm not going to get into my own teeth. It's like, I <laughs> feel like money almost was like a, like a hung over my head. Like, Oh, like oh. I provide for you. So you're going to do this for me. I'm going to yeah. like, I'm supporting you in this. So you better do X, Y, and Z. And I hate that kind of like restriction. Yeah. So like, I'm very like, don't, I don't want you doing this for me. I don't want you doing that for me. Cause I don't want you to expect X, Y, and Z from me. 
Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and I hear that like a lot. And I feel like that's also where, you know, having one being raised by like a woman who did it all on her own and two being a woman who does it all on her own. I've never felt like if someone did something for me that I owed them anything because I just feel like I deserve it. And that's like the energy that you have to like bring to kind of like be in my space. So I get that from, I just like, I have never like experienced that. Like literally, I feel like no obligation to you. I don't care how much you spend on me. Like that's your, you know? Yeah. But it's like so when it's, interesting. When it's your parents and they're like. No, 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 no. I'm talking about not like parents. That's different. Oh, okay. I'm talking about like tr- in translation to like dating. Oh yeah. I've never felt like obligated if someone spends a certain amount of money to like do anything or like you're saying like that's why you offer to pay because of like I just like that I have PTSD of people yeah. being like I did x y and z for you so like why aren't you doing this or like I'm gonna take this away yeah it's like I've literally had gifts given to me where they're like okay well now I'm upset so like it's not yours anymore like that's yeah. why I'm like I don't want you to do this because it's like PTSD like they might not even want anything back it's just like yeah just in case you know yeah, it's just, like, so interesting because, every, you know, everyone has different, like, upbringings and that affects, like, the way that you operate in your day-to-day life. Um, but I feel like kind of, like, my moral of the story with, like, even bringing that up is, like, don't ever let anyone tell you that you're asking for too much or that, like, what you want out of this life is wrong. Like, it's your fucking life, and if you want it, go after it, period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. Okay, well, on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and close off this episode. Uh, We just want you guys to know, or at least I do. I mean, I think she does too. Um, You know, we love you and you guys are not alone. If you guys feel like you ever want to like reach out and talk to us about anything going on, especially in regards to, you know, being in your mid-20s, trying to figure out what the fuck this thing called life is. Like, we are in the exact same boat and we really like started this podcast to just be 100% like authentic with like what the fuck we're dealing with right now. We really started this podcast on a whim in terms of we were both going through really big shit. <laughs> like big shit. And we'll talk about it one day, but the most massive shit was dumped onto us and we're like <laughs> had each other. We found each other in the shit. Literally. Just little shit girls. Like <laughs> <laughs> you real shitty. Are you stressed? <laughs> yes. Are you stressed? Yes. Are you sad? Kinda. Are you sad? Okay, yeah. Like let's um, start a podcast. Literally. <laughs> no, because I feel like uh I mean the podcast that I listen to, I feel like one, either like there's like upbringing or their situation doesn't really resonate with me. Or two, it's just like I don't know. They're just like not authentic or it's like very like one sided. And so I feel like we wanted this to be just like, you know, the real like what most people are going through, like the podcast I listen to, they're like influencers. They have it like pretty well off. Yeah. Maybe they have like a hard, maybe they had like a hard upbringing, but now it's just like, I feel like they're not relatable anymore. Yes. That's the thing. Like you almost become like too big for your own good. Exactly. And that's why I wrote in our bio you know life advice whatever from two mentally unstable girls yeah we're not unstable we're just not completely where we want to be a little unstable (laughs) we have some growth to do sorry she wants to get down and you're just along for the ride yeah and we're happy to have you here um and also with that being said you know once we get too big for our own good go ahead and feel free to keep us humble and like check us in a nice way roast us i am a clapback queen roast our asses literally keep us Keep us grounded. Um, all right. Well, as always, you guys know where to 
find us at the angels podcast on ig um i'm at kiana zunay i am at marissa gomez and per huge our email is always open to you for whatever you want the angels in sin city at gmail.com signing off